Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Rocker Mike and Rob Presents. Uh, today, we have a very special guest, Mr. Barry Apfel. He is a uh, New York City famous bass player. We're going to talk <laughs> about him and some of the bands he's been in. Also, he is in charge of next week's Walter Law Memorial Tribute at Bowery Electric. We're going to talk about that and how everybody can see that. It's going to be streamed. <clears throat> Say hello, Barry. Yeah, hey, hey, good evening. Hey, everybody uh, in the uh, podcast universe. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your first podcast, Barry? I believe so. I All believe right. so. All right. Well, I'm honored, you know, man. Hopefully, I'm. You... Oh, thank you. Thanks for asking. Yeah. You know, hopefully, I'm wearing the right shoes for this. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. It's virtual. You know, everybody can imagine what shoes you got on. You so, know what's crazy? You're probably going to, you're probably going to get a. <laughs> Bunch of people for sweet for Switzerland love us in Sweden. Oh, wow! We we for some reason we are huge in Sweden. We're top forty. Wow! On the, on, the, on the on uh, uh, Apple Podcast charts. Wow! You know, well, the Sweden is you know like you know for like you know the New York Dolls, Heartbreakers, Family, yeah. you know, Johnny Sweden. too, Thunders. Yeah. Well, in when I first started playing with Walter, not to jump to it. Um, in 83, after I graduated college, we had a tour to Sweden and Finland. It never happened, but that's, that's what, you know, he goes, you know, me and Charlie, who is the drummer, he said, you know, learn the songs, get clothes and get a passport. We're going to Sweden and Finland. It never happened. But, but then it was like, you know, like Johnny was there, Billy Rath was there, Jerry was there. And, uh, like everyone had Swedish wives or girlfriends. Was that the famous thunders tour where he went to sweden i think he got in trouble for something how to leave the country the video doesn't look good yeah he looks like he's wearing those polka that looks like he's wearing pajamas but yeah yeah you know (laughs) time would have been different because it would have been separate from thunders but um it was around a year or two from that uh but it was like a honestly a big disappointment for me because like you tell everybody in the neighborhood, I was like this neighborhood kid, and like I'm I'm a rock star now. I'm going to Sweden, Finland with Walter Lore, and uh, wow. And then like I basically when it didn't happen, luckily Walter kept us, and that's how the Waldo started. But you know you don't want to. I didn't want to. I was like ashamed because you know you brag about something and it didn't happen. So you know we were going to Sweden, Finland. I told everybody in the world that. And then, like, months later, when I finally, you know, went out of my house again, they'd say, hey, Barry, how was Switzerland? And I go, it wasn't Switzerland. <laughs> we didn't go anyway. But, you know, that's life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's let's give a little of your pedigree here, okay? Because you play with quite well, a few people. You're the original bass player to the right. Waldos, right? You also played with Didi Ramone and the Spiky Tops. That was a band Didi had after he left yeah. the Ramones. Um, you've also been in the weapons, the high ministers, the skelecasters, the X rays, rays with a W, like the like, fish. No, well, like, and, you know, X, like Link Ray, because we were an instrument, like Link Ray. Oh, excellent, excellent, even better. And then you also played with Joey Image, the X Mystics, yeah, down drummer. here. Yeah, Joey was, a, yeah, a great, Florida, yeah, great close friend, and uh, you know, another one, practically an unusually good guy. You know, he's, he was a rough exterior, yeah. and uh, you know, but. You know, if anyone know knew him, he was the kindest person. You know, I was like, say he'd give you the shirt off his back that he didn't have because he wasn't. You know, the Misfits. Yeah. You know, they played the Garden a couple of years ago when they're wealthy. That was that was last year. We were there yeah. on 2019. Yeah. We, me yeah. and Rob. You know, there. he was yeah. wasn't. 
he wasn't resentful. He wasn't bitter that he didn't have a penny. And like, the thing is, if that happened to me, I would be bitter. <laughs> well, yeah, there were, there was a lot of benefit shows, I think for Joey, uh, you know, he had, did get some help. Yeah. From well, fans well, and things, he, but he did struggle. Yeah, he, he wasn't yeah. a wealthy man. And, uh, you know, we all mm. make decisions that we have to live with and die with. And, uh, you know, but that uh, the thing, you know, like uh, the undead played it that uh, which was a very yeah. tough. Like I, you know, expedited that 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 coming to terms thing, because, uh, you know, the you know, they had, you know, Bobby hated him for years. Yeah. And um, I okay. was supposed to go, but I unfortunately got sick. He was going to stay with me in my old apartment. But I ended up flying up Joey and I wasn't allowed to travel. It ended up being a false positive for me, you know, with my medical stuff. But uh, I, I felt bad that I couldn't go up there. And I would have played then with the Skellicasters. But at least Joey got to play with the Undead a couple of songs. And it really right. was very helpful for him. You know, so- yeah. You mentioned you mentioned the undead. We um, about two summers ago we we interviewed Bobby and Diana on their boat. They have a, a boat that they uh, park off in Nyack oh, cool. around that area somewhere, and uh, very cool, very cool, wonderful people. I've, I've stayed friends with them. Um, let's go back in time, yeah. Barry. Okay, you're a, you're a New York City guy. You're yeah, from yeah. Queens. Yeah, I lived. Where well, I, I lived in Sunnyside till sixth grade, and then Bayside until I moved to Florida. You know, so you know. Okay. Bayside for Many 30, years. 25 years. And, and, uh, and then I moved to Florida in 95, but I, until last year I had a place in Manhattan until, you know, from 15 years. So I hardly left. I hear you. I hear you back you know. and forth. Did, uh, what, you know, what, what made you pick up the bass? Did you play no, guitar well, first I or moved to piano bass? Lessons. Or what did you do? I was, well, I was forced to take piano lessons, which I hated. I wanted to play, you know, I played sports and that's all I wanted to do, but I loved music. And then like around college time, which is like the late seventies, uh, I'm a pharmacist. So I was at St. John's in the pharmacy school and, um, you know, I was oh. commuting, living at home. And, uh, you know, I always liked music, but when the punk rock thing came, it was like, Wow. This is something amazing and accessible and you don't have to be a genius to pick up an instrument. And I like, you know, the bass seemed easier, which it is. And, uh, you know, to start and, and I wanted to be like Didi and I wanted to be like Sid Vicious. And, uh, you know, they were, you know, they, I thought they were the best you could, I thought, I didn't, you know, they were great. You know, they were cool. They were young and they made it like fun. Sure. And that's what music should be, you know, where it shouldn't be intimidating and you don't have to know, you know, really anything except to have an instrument. And, uh, you know, it's like, a, I, it's I sport. agree. It's like a sport. It's like, you know, if you go to a schoolyard with a basketball and they say, Oh, I can't uh, slam dunk. And it's like, well, you don't have to, you could do a layup or whatever. It's like, you know, people are such, you know, people are snobs in music when it really comes down to it, but it, they don't have to be, you know, there's like these sects and like, uh, you know, like this page and it's, it's only rockabilly and I love rockabilly and it's only me too, me too. dance music and it's only, you know, seventies, uh, whatever. It's like, you know, Max's Kansas city to me was the greatest place in the world because whatever was going on at that time played there. And I thought I was under the impression everyone was punk rock, but I saw crazy cabin, Teddy boy 
rockabilly band that influenced me for the last 40 years. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like, it wasn't, oh, what are these old British guys doing here? Well, because they could play and they're great. And, uh, but it didn't fit like a mold. And that's, I think that. Well, Ch- Ch- Cheap Trick played Maxis. A lot of people don't know Well, that. everybody okay. did it. That, everybody went through that. It yeah. was, you know, it was a great place. It was a nice place. You know, obviously everybody likes to talk about the bathroom at CBGB's, but Max's was a better club. It was nicer. You know, it's like, uh. You know, unfortunately, I never played there, but, you know, CB's was a great place to play. But Max's had some, you know, the Heartbreakers, you know, Heartbreakers live at Max's. You know, you know I was at one of those shows the nights they recorded it. They were, you know, wow. it was, you know, you know, they had a lot of great bands come in and out of there, you know, and, and cool people hanging out. And, you know, it just it was, you know, it doesn't get the the recognition because people don't wear Max's Kansas City T-shirts. I do. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Well, we're, I got one. <laughs> we're the uh, we're we're defying fashion norms. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, CBGBs was around a lot longer. Okay. On the uh, and, and, and you okay? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, CBGBs was a uh, was around you know a lot longer than Max's, and uh, it just I think it. It just kind of like once Max's went away, it took over that that whole yeah. genre. Yeah. No, you know? but I will say, but you're right. Both though. of the, you know, like I never played Max's, but CB's. You know, I remember like my first gig. You know, a guy I was playing with, who was already in bands, and uh, he said, "You you guys are ready. Let me get you a gig." And you know, I had no idea how to go about that. And uh, he went in, spoke to Hilly, and we got an audition. And then he liked us, and you know, I'm playing you know, for years, you know, up until I was in the Waldos and, uh, you know, it seemed like, wow, you, you know, you don't have to be a rock star to play CBGBs or anywhere. You know, you just have to have a band because, um, my, uh, when I was playing there, like my mother would play cards at this Bay Terrace country club, the pool club and, um, <laughs> yeah. ladies and these old, old, you know, old Jewish women, you know, I'm Jewish and, you know, and she says, Oh, so-and-so son-in-law, is in a band too, like me. He's in a band yeah. because he's some little band, like I'm in a punk rock band. And I go, who is he? And I figured he's a neighborhood guy. And she goes, I don't know. I'll find out his name. So she writes down the name the next time they're playing cards. And this is like, I'm, I just played the audition showcase at CBGB's. And I'm like, a, I think I'm like on the right track. And uh, it's like a Monday night audition, yeah. right? Was so always we, we the... got called back. So she brings me the name of the person who her friend's son-in-law is, who also is in a band. And she wants to know if this is what I do too. And the name of the, the name was Eric Bloom, Blue Oil Cult. <laughs> oh, shit. And I go, <laughs> this is what you do. I go, I go, sort of. But, you know, we do it to 10 people and they do it to 20,000. To, to 20,000 people, yeah. That's funny. Wow. Blue Oyster Cult never played CDs. No, no, they were big. No, they, they they were before that. They were before. They that. were very oh, big. They were playing arenas yeah. by that point. Yeah, when when all that was going on. Yeah, yeah. So hey, you what, guys, you know, every time I think of Blue Oyster, I just think think about that Saturday Live sketch with um, more cowbell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's probably there's probably people who never heard of them. That that's their only reference point. You know, with a uh, you know. Uh, you know, and which is great because maybe people say like, wow, I never knew who they were. And now I buy their records or listen to them. But 
I, I forget which member it was. I read something in the last year or something. Somebody in Blue Oyster Cult was was complaining about it, saying like, "Yeah, now we're known for that." You know, yeah. you, know you know, but it's, it's like, amazing. But no, but one, it's amazing. no one knew who they were. You know, it's not that no one knew who they were, but like, you know, there's, you know, you know, believe me, if this, if, you know, you know, if, you know, if someone mentioned your podcast on Saturday Night Live, good or bad, you'd be happy. You know. Sure. It's, it's, you know, it, it boosts sales, like, and it's, it's also puts you in the discussion, which I think is, you know, kind of necessary today with, you know, particularly now when you can't play gigs and you can't do a lot of things, you know, it, it launches you, you know, without you having to do the legwork. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, social media can make a star out of anybody as we all know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and get, now, especially since, you're not playing live and they haven't really relaxed those rules yet. Uh, you got to keep your name out there in some, in some way, shape or form. That's why a lot of bands have done streaming things. Yeah. Even like, uh, even famous acts like kiss, right. They just did that new year's Eve thing in Dubai. And I heard they made a ton of money. on Yeah. Well, you know, that's good because you know, they're probably hurting for cash. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think so. Hey, hey Mike, let me I... ask you, Mike, let me ask you a question. That trivia question. Where did that trivia question happen on Jeopardy? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Barry, I don't know if you saw, I posted yeah, yeah. that. So that was like on the rock show. Was the, what is punk rock? Is that what the question? That would, that would be the answer. Yeah, it was That's like. the it answer. Was, yeah, yeah. It was like Iggy, Iggy Pop, Lou Reed, Joey. and Joey Ramone are considered the godfathers of what rock genre. Yeah. Right? Punk rock. Yeah. Of course, people crack me up. They put like rap. They put like, yeah. you know, rock, rock rockabilly. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> I saw that. I well, was well, fantastic. <laughs> You'd be surprised. You know, the guys that are on Jeopardy, you know, the screening is very exhaustive. And you got to, you, you know, like, it's not just like that guy that won a couple of years ago. Because I actually was watching it then. I never had watched it. The, the Vegas guy. Uh, I can't think of his name. Um uh, but, uh, you know, they, you got to know a lot about a lot of things. And to me, yeah. like, you know, we would answer all the music questions a hundred percent, but if they asked me about Shakespeare, I would get bounced off. But these guys, you know, what cracks me up sometimes is they'll have a guy on, he'll be winning for a week or whatever, and he'll have all these, you know, answers for everything. And then there might be a question like, yeah, that. but they're like, like yeah, oh, and he can't get, and he can't get. They don't know who Mickey. <laughs> Man, they don't know who Mickey Mantle is, or something like. That. Like yeah. to me, it's like you know, doesn't everybody know who wore number seven? You know, it's like it was just like you know, I have an older, you would I have think. an older brother, and I, you know, it was, and we're Yankee fans, and I thought, doesn't everyone know that? You know, and it's like you know, but we grew up in different circumstances. It, it's just generational. I mean, my, you know, my wife's kids are all in their twenties. Okay. And they don't know anything of what I'm talking about. Not, I mean, it's just like, are you kidding me? They, they'd look at me like I'm 100 years old. I'm only 51. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> the thing is, <clears throat> the sort of circle of, you know, the, 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 you know, like the second generation Ramones fans and the third generation yeah. Ramones fans, like, like I'm communicating now with these like Thunders fans who love Walter because mm-hmm. of the show. So I speak, these girls are in their 20s. 
And uh, like they, you know, I think like I thought punk rock would be maybe a one, two year thing and it would be gone and forgotten. And now, like 40 years later, people, you know, like LAMF came out over four years ago. And, uh, you know, it's not, you know, they're going to re-release it at the record store day uh, this June. And like, you know, obviously it's not going to be, you know, they probably release it that. Based on the original mix that yeah, was yeah. supposedly so found, like, you know, and uh, but the thing is, the fact that I'm I'm happy because like hey, I'll buy it again. I need another another copy of it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've got like yeah, seven yeah. Well, there's been like, you know, like in different formats, like you know, yeah. it's like I like the packaging, and you know, like when they re-released the CD thing, and I got some buttons that I didn't have anymore, and uh, you know, it's fun. You know, it's definitely yeah. I, what's great about I don't know. Um, the the original punk scene, seventies punk scene, is people uh, keep rediscovering it. And and the good thing is a lot of these people are still around. Okay, unfortunately we've yeah. lost quite a few, but but a good majority of these people are still around, and uh, they could talk about it and they could they could explain. Like we 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 did a great interview a few months ago with Glenn yeah. Matlock. Now I know Glenn is part yeah, of your yeah. show this this yeah, coming yeah, up, right? Then um, it, that let me let me tell you let me let me just tell you what a what a guy he is. Okay, I was blown away. He was in London, okay, and we were going to do it video, and we were supposed to, I don't know, I forget what time it was because of the time difference, but we were supposed to start at a certain time, and he emailed me like twenty minutes earlier and was like, "I can't make it. I am stuck." in a huge traffic jam in London. So he goes, uh, I was like, oh, okay, do you want to postpone? You know, he says, I could pull over and just do the interview with you on my phone. And I said, okay. So he did the fucking interview with us in his Jaguar. Okay, pulled over (laughs) to the side of the road. And and it was one of the best interviews we ever did. And and, uh, I was just pretty amazed by it. Well, I don't think people people um, realize... And I know you do, but how many things his hands are on, you know, not just the Sex Pistols and not just Iggy, you know, like he played, you know, in a version of the Faces and, uh, you know, the Rich Kids were very very underrated and like, he's a great songwriter and a great bass player and a great, you know, he's had a, you know, you know, and, uh, and he's just, he's a good guy, you know, it's like. Like I, uh, you know, not just my experience with him, like, you know, Glenn, can you do this video? And of course, say yes. But, you know, he, uh, you know, it's like I like the guys, you know, you appreciate their appreciation of the people that are significant. You know, he's, you know, and he's a guy that's very successful, you know, and he's, you know, just a nice, you know, a nice one of the guys. He's great. Yeah. 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 I mean, and he gave us an hour long interview and was very candid about things and open and, and it was, it was great. And you're right. He is kind of underappreciated, underrated. Yeah. Well, I, I saw him the last time I saw him play, he was down in West Palm beach, which is like a half hour from me. And there was nobody uh-huh. there. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm with, a, I'm talking to a friend of mine who actually used to would play this guy named Charlie Pickett, who's a, a Florida sort of, I call him a rock legend. But that's what I would use as yeah. a guitar player most of the times when Walter would come to Florida to play with me. And um, we was, he goes, I can't believe this guy is so great, so significant, and nobody's here. You know, and that was, you know, the sad thing because, uh, you know, it's like this is a great guy and is underappreciated. 
significantly. Well, you know, in Florida, that might be. If when he comes up to New York and he plays Bowery Electric. Yeah. Or, yeah that, uh, you know, I, in, 90, in 96, when the, the Pistols came back and I, I went to see them at Roselands, yeah. uh, that place was. Packed. Yeah, well, New York is, the, you know, yeah. Florida, you know, honestly, I would do terrible with Walter and, uh, you know, fan wise. And uh, you know, Florida, yeah. you know, it's, you know, there's a lot of people in Florida, but they don't come, they don't, you know, bands don't tour Florida for probably. It's not a yeah. It's not a big place to stop. You know, yeah. it's geographically not good. You know, it's like I don't you know. It's right. like you know, you go to a out of you go to Orlando, you don't come to my coast. It's just the way it is. You know, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Glenn is great, and I'm I'm you know very happy to have him on board because he he played with Walter, and he's very significant artist. Definitely, definitely. Now I want to get into what you got coming up next week. But before we do that, when we had our long conversation the other day on the phone, we, we, you know, talked about our favorite band, which yeah. is the Ramones, yeah. both of us. Okay. And you've got some fantastic <laughs> stories. I don't know if you want to share a couple that you, you, you know, whichever you think is decent, but I know you played <laughs> with, <laughs> I know you played with Didi and the yeah, Spice briefly, Tops, yeah, yeah. but, but you, but you were friends with Didi. Yeah. yeah we, that, right? Me and Didi were good friends. we, you know, I, I thought he knew me from being in the Waldos the first time I was in the Waldos, and he really didn't. And then we ran into each other, you know, not far from – we ran into each other in Flushing. You know, and he was living in Whitestone, and I was in Bayside, and we exchanged numbers. And then, you know, I figured, well, you know, he doesn't – you know, we became friends, and then we became great friends. And I would – you know, I wasn't playing at the time. And, uh, uh, you know, I would go to a lot of Ramon shows with him and – you know, spent a lot of time with him. And uh, I have to say, you know, I uh, the fact that the Waldos got back together when I rejoined them was 100% Didi because um, we were, um, I had hurt myself. I, you know, I, those days I could only do one thing at a time, you know, and, and that was either I'd play hockey or I'd play the bass. I couldn't mind to do <laughs> okay. one or the other. And I hurt myself playing hockey, so I couldn't play hockey. So, you know, and I go, I got a, I got a bass. It was Didi's bass. You know, I had his Fender bass. No, actually, I didn't uh-huh. have it then. I'm sorry, I got it later on. But um, so I start playing again, and uh, we're in the back of the Ramones van towards the end of '87, I think, or eight, and uh, '86 or '87. '87, it must have been. And like they're talking about New Year's Eve, and uh, Johnny yeah. says, "Who's going to open for us?" They're playing somewhere on the island. And he goes, who's going to open for us New Year's Eve? And I didn't think Didi could react this fast. And it was dark in the back of the van. And I elbow him and I point to myself. And I said, cool. and, and Didi pops up and says, let's have Walter open up. And Johnny goes, Walter's not playing. He doesn't even have a band and, and anymore. And, and Didi goes, no, no, they've been rehearsing. They sound great. I heard them. And he goes, okay. So then I call Walter the next day and I go, uh, we're playing New Year's Eve. And he goes, with who? I go, with the Waldos. And, uh, you know, and uh, we used the same drummer that was in the band when I was in them originally. And then JF, who's going to be playing next week. I never even met the guy. We did run one rehearsal. And that's how the Waldos got back together. What well, was, was, was Charlie oh, Sox? Yeah, Charlie was no? the original drummer. He lived around yeah. the corner from me. Yeah. And uh, he was in, you know, we were in uh, one of the bands I didn't say uh, it was a band called the Hedonists. He was my drummer in that. Uh, and uh, 
you know, yeah, Charlie was, you know, was a great friend. We, we lived, you know, just around the corner from each other. And, uh, and that was the original band, yeah. you know, he played until unfortunately he, he passed away. Uh, you know? Yeah. I remember when that happened, that that's, that's when I was hanging out yeah. with them yeah. a little bit. Okay. I was, I was at, you know, a lot of the continental shows I'd hang out in the back with them. Uh, when the, when the single came out and the album yeah, came I out, played the, you know, I was the, the, the memorial them. for Charlie with the weapons, you know, mm-hmm. we weren't really a band then, but, uh, I remember you know, I was we opened too. I because we that. weren't even really a band at the time, but I figured like all of us were friends with them or bandmates at one point. And like, uh, you know, we were just neighborhood guys and we were all friends with Charlie. And it really, it really bothered me uh, because he was the first of my friends to go, you know, unfortunately he wasn't the last, yeah. but uh, you know, his, his uh, sister I'm friends with on Facebook and it was like siblings day last week or whatever. Posted a picture yeah. and I hadn't looked at a picture of him. He's been gone almost thirty years. It's terrible. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like ninety. Got to be yeah, ninety-one. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember one of the last times yeah. I saw him, yeah. we went to Jerry's Wake during a weekday. You know, I I, I was working. We had we had the mornings off at the, that day, so we met at the uh, in Flushing. You know, at the same place where Johnny got late. You know, so yeah. we met and like yeah. Johnny's was elaborate and pop you know and very attended and jerry's on a weekday morning there was no no one there and i think that may have been the last time i saw charlie you know at jerry's wake you know uh me charlie and actually uh johnny thunder's sister was there she asked me who i was and why i was there so i had to kind of explain who i was not that you what was her name yeah, Ma- mary, so, mary right Marianne or something like yeah. mary you know, she was yeah, very Marianne. nice but she was curious uh of my connection you know, you know, but, uh, you know, and uh, but that was, you know, for all I, I think the last time I saw Charlie, you know, but yeah, he went shortly thereafter. You know, it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It had to be like late yeah, 91, yeah. early 92, something like that. Did you go to Thunder's funeral? I went to the wake with uh, I went to the wake on a Sunday with Walter Law, Richie Law and Charlie. No, yeah. um, remember, like we picked up when Walter was living in Flushing, yeah, him and Richie. And we went, and that was really elaborate because a lot of flowers and, you know, I don't know if you went, mm-hmm. but Johnny was wearing like, looked like a similar shirt that he's wearing on the So Alone album. And uh, he looked, you know, he looked like, he looked like his album cover, only a lot more white makeup, you know. Kind of yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't go. Um, I was going to go to Walter's in August and then I decided last minute. Yeah, I didn't. I, have some, I just some, was like, I didn't want to see. You know, him I that wanted way, to go, know? and then like my family because I I had some you know some immune issues from uh, old chemo, and uh, they were saying, oh, you know, you shouldn't travel now because you know COVID and all this stuff. And I you know, it was way before vaccinations, and you know the the only good thing about me not going, I felt so helpless, and that's kind of when I started the the process for this the tribute that's going to be next week already, but. Um, you know, because of, you know, my disappointment and not paying my respects, I figured I have to do something. And this is what I'm doing. Sure. You know, I, I mean, don't absolutely. like, you know, I don't want, I like, uh, to be, you know, I, I like to be active in, in, in things. And, uh, you know, well, what you, this isn't your first time promoting no. a show. Uh, well, what, what was the one I think last year? Well, the year I've done a lot did, of, right? show, you know, shows, you know, in Florida where I live and, 
New York, but the, the most significant show, you know, like, like, you know, I, I do a lot of these with Steve Krebs, you know, we, but like we would have yeah. like, you know, we had Bowery, we had Annabella from Bow Wow, wow we had Richie Ramon, we would do some other things and like, but um, in, in like almost 10 years ago, I put together what was called the Waldo's a 30 year habit. I put together the anniversary of the Waldo's right. and the reason wow. I did it, it's, you know, because, and I know knock on people who do things for dead people, but I wanted to acknowledge Walter when he still could appreciate it. And, uh, that was a, a very big undertaking for me at the time because I never, you know, did something like that. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, it, it was a great experience and it was a really great night, you know, with very similar artists who are going to be at Bowery Electric are going to be there this time. And, um, then everybody was went through Walter. So, you know, you know, not to get into the, the, uh, the, the questioning I'm getting on social media, why isn't this guy playing? And why isn't that guy playing the reality? Everyone who played during the anniversary was because Walter wanted them there. And similarly, right. most of them are here because I know Walter would have wanted them here. It's not a popularity. It's, is it pretty much yeah. the same lineup? Yeah, almost, just about- I, I actually got that popped up as a Facebook memory. And I looked at it and I go, wow, it's the same thing, essentially. Well, give us, give us some names, Barry, so everybody has an idea. Well, well at, the, at the Bowery Electric, which is going to be recorded on Monday, uh, it's the Waldos, you know, whoever was most of the living Waldos. Okay, some other bands, like the opening bands, were bands Walter was in. So the Hurricanes, the Blessed, and the Heroes. The Hurricanes were a band Walter was in briefly with Billy Rath and Lee Crystal. Billy Rath and the Heartbreakers, Lee Crystal went on to Joan Jett. Uh, Barry Ryan was the co-frontman who ended up in the Rock Hats. So he's playing Mm -hmm. a few songs. So the other band, The Blessed, where Walter recorded with The Blessed, you know, with uh, Howie Pyro and Brad Barnett and Billy Stark. Billy Stark is the only one who's going to be there, but uh, uh, we'll do, they'll do some Blessed songs. Uh, the Heroes were a band that uh, Walter and Richie Lore co-fronted. And uh, so I have Donna Destry from, you know, uh, singing lead because on a, you know, because she had sung with Richie Lore. And she did songs very well. So I thought she would be a good fit for this. And she's a perfect fit for it. She's great talent. And, uh, you know, so that's who we have in-house. And uh, as far as the, you know, the virtual guests, it's, you know, I'm, you know, very excited and proud of the lineup. You know, virtual guests, you have Clem Burke and Frank Infante from Blondie. Uh, Smutty Smith and Levi Dexter from Levi and the Rockcats. The Rockcats, Glenn Matlock. Uh, Sammy Yaffa, wow. uh, Legs McNeil, Bob Gruen, yep. um, Mick Rossi from Slaughter and the Dogs. Um, you know, and all these guys had played with Walter. Um, and, uh, you know, or, you know, let's see, who, who am I missing? Let me cheat and look at a sheet. Uh, uh, Howie Pyro, who I mentioned. Jesse Mallon is going to also sing live. Uh, Ivan Julian has sent okay. in a video, he, you know, from, you know, from, Richard Hell, Patterson. Richard Hell, uh, Richard Hell. See, uh, who else is going to be there? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, who would I leave out? Uh, 
who who's sending me something who I just who is unusual. I think people say, "Wow, I didn't know he liked Walter Law." I go, "Everyone liked Walter Law." I'm Mike Skill from the Romantics is sending me a video. Oh, I could see that. You know, and he's like, so, so he goes, oh, we talked. And then the time went, he goes, is it too late? And I go, no, you could send it in. I got a couple more days. And like, also, I got a video from Philippe Marquette from the Senders. From the Senders. Yeah, Yeah, they they were good friends. He sent in a beautiful video. You know, some of these guys, you know, like, you know, I, you know, I, all in Jane County, she sent in a great video. You know, so it's like, you know, to a guy like me, you know, these, everybody I have records of, you know, I got, you know, I got Blondie, I got the Sex Pistols, you know, I got the Hanoi Rocks, uh, you know, you know, it's like these to me, you know, romantics, uh, you know, it's all, you know, mm-hmm. those are, you know, I think, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to be too cliche and say it's a who's who of punk rock, but it's a who's who of punk rock, you know, it's, it is. I mean, you could say it. I mean, you know, and yeah, you're fans yeah. of these people, and it's great. Well, you know, it's also like the thing is, like they're this. so, you know, like the whole thing about punk rock is like everyone is accessible and no mm-hmm. one's like above us mm-hmm. or below us. And like the thing is, you know, it's not like I call up Mick Jagger and say, oh, I want to, or Paul McCartney yeah. and say, oh, will you do this? And you couldn't even get through. But these guys, you know, I know a lot of these guys, but some of them I don't know. And it doesn't, it's not a hindrance because they, they respond and they, you know, they say yes or they say no, but they you know, I even, I even asked uh, Richard Hell, uh, you know, to represent the Heartbreakers and uh, he very yeah. politely declined and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I could go into what he said, which is not a, not a bad thing, but I did exhaust every possibility I thought. Yeah. Well, hell, hell is kind of yeah. Well, he said it. The, the, the the muse the music end of his career, but yeah, we, I know what you, you know. know I know he, what you're talking he about. He said um, he said he hasn't spoken to Walter in years. They never were close. And he said if he would do it, he would think yeah. the public would think he's a hypocrite. And you know what? I can't argue with that. I would. Uh, I, you can respect. I that. would have loved. That's an believe me, answer. I had in my head. Well, he's going to do the original Chinese rocks, and I'll be a genius. And uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm keep dreaming. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, with yeah. those extra words. And, yeah, and it, it would be nice. That, yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, you were the original bass player to Waldo's. How did well, how did that come about? How how it came about was in that summer. Um, I, w- I was in a band called The Hedonists. We- Richie Lore, The Hedonists. My first band was The Hedonists. And then me. Yeah. We so walked his brother. We, uh, we didn't have a singer anymore. And Richie didn't have a band. So we became friends. And he we did some of my material from The Hedonists, but mostly Richie material. And Walter wasn't doing anything. He just started working a regular straight job, a day job you know, that ultimately, you know, really turned into something magnificent. But this was at the beginning stages of it. And uh, Walter had nothing to do, really, and nothing to do musically. So he would come by and, like, jam a little. And I remember our first gig uh, we played. I remember going to the house, and he goes, uh, Walter's going to jam with us. And I couldn't believe it. And he, I remember in the living room, you know, we went through, like, uh, Chinese Rocks or Junkie Business or Seven Day Weekend or something. 
And I go, I'm actually going to play on mm-hmm. stage with one of the heartbreakers. And, uh, and I, I couldn't believe it. And then, you know, like he would, he kept jamming with us. And then we got the, what I mentioned that offer to go to Sweden and Finland. And when that didn't happen, he out of you know, loyalty. And also we, 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 we he liked us. He said, um, you know, I'm going to keep, you know, I'm going to start a band and you guys are my band. And that became the Waldos. Wow. And then he was doing work at that time on the Ramones too tough to die. And, uh, yeah, he was playing like lead guitar yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so that. he was a hired hand essentially, and uh, with right. that, uh, we got to open like our first gig. We opened for them. Our third gig, we opened for them. So it's like, and then a couple of gigs down the line, we opened for them. So I figured, like, well, we're the Ramones opening act half the time, uh, you know, and uh, it really was great, you know you know, shit, I get to see the Ramones and I get to be on the bill. And it's like, it's, you know, no one was happier than me. You know, it's. Yeah. Let me interrupt you for one second. What's your favorite Ramones it's, album? It's a tough. I, a tough I, it's a tough I like, if you had to I like Rocket one. to Russia. That was probably the most significant to me. Right. Okay. Okay. I actually would agree. I would say it's number one. Yeah. With Leave that, Home. Leave Home, I prefer the first record. More pop song. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I mean, stuff like California Sun and What's Your Game and, uh, like, you oh, know, oh, the first version like, of She oh, Is a I Punk Rocker. So, you know, I just, that's great beach boys. Yeah, right. Susie is you know, a banger. But then again, like someone posted this album a couple of days ago, girl who has a record store somewhere on a social media and she posted pleasant dreams and not a, yep, not a popular Great record, album. but it's, it's underappreciated. I think the sound on it, the drums, you know, I just love, I love the backing vocals, you know, they, they had, they had, what happened was, you know, the, the Spectre album before that yeah, yeah. didn't break them. Okay. And Saya had said, listen, we're going to go with one more outside producer. Yeah. They didn't really but want I to loved, do it. I loved it. But I they ended up getting like Gr- Graham, Graham Goldman. Better. I like it better than Spectre. Yeah. I, uh, you can make that argument. You can make, definitely, I, I could agree with that. Uh, there's a lot of strong. Every song, strong is, every song is great. Uh, yeah, yeah. And actually, the two, the two albums, End of the Century Pleasant and Dream. uh, Pleasant Dreams, all have strong songs. And you could tell because when Rhino came out in the 90s with the remastered versions of these albums, uh, they had they threw on demos from both those albums. I don't know if you've ever well, heard I, the I demo to like, has like that, Danny um, Says. That, uh, you know, uh, it's like, you know, was it like touring, which ended up on a later record? T- T- touring started, yeah. Touring was an outtake off of Pleasant Dreams. And yeah, yeah, which I Mondo never heard Bizarre. the original until a couple of yeah. years ago when I re-bought it. And you know what? You know why it didn't make the album? Because they felt it sounded well, it too does. much like Rock you know, and Roll High School. Well, it does you know, sound like Rock and Roll You can make that argument about a lot of things and a lot of bands. You know, like, you know, people say, oh, it's everything sounds the same. You know, and like, yeah, if you don't really know the difference, but... I've I've gotten into straight up fist fights about the Ramones as no. as a teenager, okay, where people say, you know, this was the 
early 80s and people were worshiping Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and you know whatever and you if you liked the Ramones you yeah, were yeah. free yeah. he was yeah. okay and no no you you were you were and and uh you know I, I remember in school getting into straight up fist fights about it and uh now look they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame everybody loves them you see the shirts everywhere though most people probably wear the shirts for well, fashion yeah, them and the, the band is but still but I, and the, well, yeah, the you know, but too. like, it's, yeah, definitely, yeah. you know, it's it, what's the tragedy of the Ramones is that no one lived long enough to see their in- for them to see that, which is, you know, they were all, you know, and like, yeah. you know, of course, you read a lot and people read too much. And like, you know, we discussed it, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, Johnny's personality, which wasn't in existence before social media and uh yeah, no one, no one about cared it. about that. You know, and it wasn't, you know, it's like, in a like, you know, we've all had jobs and someone, someone is the boss in a job, you know, and it's like, oh, he was cheap. Yeah. And like, that's why Linda Ramone and Mickey Lee have money because he was cheap. You know, he was prudent. Yeah. And spend mean, what you don't have. Well, you know, they, 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 they didn't like to, you know, Johnny didn't like to stay in hotels and things like that. If they played New Jersey or they played Connecticut or they played sometimes Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, yeah. they go home after the gig. And a lot of bands just out of, you know, whatever would be like, no, yeah. we're going to waste money on a hotel room. So he had a rule with that. I think it was like five hours or something well, like that. We had to go. Well, off. the furthest it was I five drove, hours drive. And it was probably close to that. It was like three, four hours to Lehigh University or college in Pennsylvania. They were on the bill with the mm-hmm. Romantics, and you know that was a pretty long ride for one show. And uh, you know, and like uh, you know, Dee was asleep most of the trip. Both ways. Yeah. And he'd like pop up and he'd say, uh, Monty, how much longer? And Monty would, of course, yell five minutes and close his eyes and fall back to sleep <laughs> regardless if we were in New York or Jersey or halfway, you know, most of the way in Pennsylvania, yeah. you know. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's like, you know, I thought it was the most exciting time in my life when I got to see them and spend time with them, you know. I had uh, I had one. I've told this story a couple of times on the show, but I, I had one uh, one show, and I saw them about fifty times. But one show where they gave me a ride in the van, and it was coming from Trenton City Gardens back to the city. So I was sitting. It was me, my girlfriend at the time, and a friend of hers. Well, actually, she was a friend of mine uh, that was like uh, studying to be a journalist. So she was kind of interviewing Joey a little bit in the in the back, and she used to work yeah, for uh-huh. Z Rock. Remember Z Rock? Oh okay, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She worked for them uh, in the radio station, and then she was doing like a journalism course or something. So we were in the back, and 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 we were just having a long conversation. And I this was about nineteen ninety one, uh-huh. I think it was. And um, uh, yeah. CJ was in the band. Dee Dee had left. And uh, in the van, it was it was Joey, Johnny, and Marky, and Monty. Okay, and it's funny because when you watch the end of the Century movie, and they talk about the infamous van and how they, everybody was divided into little areas in the van, and that's where they stayed. And it's true. 
And, uh, you know, Johnny wanted to listen to WFAN. Okay. And so you had that. You had a little bit of, like, oldies radio on at a couple of points during the trip. You know, CBS FM or something. And then, you know, I'm in the back with Joey talking music. And I asked him straight up. I'm like, what are you listening to these days? And he says that he's been – and I'll never forget this. He was spending a lot of time catching up on stuff that he hadn't heard from – over through the eighties. And I said, like, what? And he's like, well, well I listening to the straight cats a lot. And I said, I said, I love the straight cats. I've seen them live. They're great. You know? And uh, he says, yeah, he goes, I don't know why, but I really didn't get into them much when they were, you know, started. He goes, but I loved them. And I go, well, what's your favorite song? And he's like, no, I won't stand in your ballad. way. Beautiful. The ballad, you know, the ballad song, great song. And, uh, and I'll never, I'll never forget that. Him talking about that. And, wow. and, and he said that, um, he finally got into the rock. Yeah, that's surprising. And that was a, that was like band. from the seventies, right from the seventies, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, you think he would have liked them? But I think in, to be honest with you, probably in seventy three or so when the raspberries were big, he was he was jamming. Yeah. He was in Sniper, right? He was probably yeah. playing, hanging out at Coventry and in Queens, and also he probably missed some of that stuff, you know. But. uh Anyway, I don't. I don't mean to cut you off. You were saying how the Waldos, you got you you were playing with Richie, and then you, right, right, exactly. joined up with Walter, right? Okay, okay. Well, how we, long did you play with them for? It's the first band we. Our first gig was right before New Year's, at the end of '83, with the, with the Ramones and the Champs and Poughkeepsie. And by the spring, about June, mm-hmm. we May or June, we played at the Irving Plaza, and we just stopped playing. It wasn't like it broke up; we just stopped playing. Was Walter no, just busy no, that with was, work or something? He didn't he have much of a job then. It was new time, to right? him, and we just we um, weren't really. Okay. It wasn't like you know the Waldos got very popular uh, after my second time. And then, and then we weren't, you know, like we did well when we opened for the Ramones, but otherwise nobody really was really too interested. Yeah. yeah. And that was before yeah. the continental that, that hadn't been there yet, but yeah. they seemed to be the house band in continental once that opened up. Yeah. yeah continental was great. I, mean, yeah. I missed all that stuff, but it's sort of, yeah. you know, be popular. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, 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 you know, I got to tell you, it's great you're doing this for Walter. Uh, he was, you know, loved by everybody. Uh, you never heard a bad thing about Walter from people. Uh, he was always nice and people were very complimentary. Uh, and, you know, he died so fast, you know, like it just came out of the blue. And everybody was shocked yeah. last year when that happened. Um, so it's great that you're doing this. Um, let's talk about how we can see it because you're recording it yes. on Monday, right? Uh, and there's going to be a partial live audience. I guess that's yeah. All the sold the out, two right? sets are sold out. They, you know, they were limited limited seating. You know, due to you know obviously it's social distancing. You know, reg- regulations. Yeah. But, you know, on starting starting on Thursday, the twenty second. You know, it'll be streamed, you know, the virtual guests plus the. Yes, that's yes. 8 p.m., I understand. You know, okay. you can get it through roll, rolling live studios.com or the Bowery Electric.com. 
and the <clears throat> partial proceeds are going to St. Jude's, you know, Children's Research Hospitals. And uh, the reason for that choice is people question that as if it's a, not a great organization because it is. You know, but, uh, you know, I personally sure. donate to them every month. But Walter's family at the wake requested, you know, in lieu of flowers to donate to St. Jude's. So it was, there was no, it was a no brainer. You know, it's not like, you know, we're not, you know, we're not getting paid to do the gig and uh, we figure we'll do something charitable out of a situation. And, uh, you know, I, I feel, you know, very good about the whole situation, you know, with like, uh, you know, the Waldos and the other people have all been really cooperative and, uh, you know, the reality, this is going to be the last time most of these guys, me especially, are going to get together and play these songs. It's Probably. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. So uh, I want to thank you, Barry, for coming on. And you've been a fantastic guest, gave a lot of good information. Um, before we go, how much is it going to cost to, to stream this? I think What's it's about $15. I can't beat that. Fantastic. Spend a Thursday yeah, Thursday a evening two, watching two hour show. some great bands you know, do like, some great music. Know, besides the music, oh, the, great. the videos, great. Like, and I've, I've seen most of them because most of them, like, you know, sent them directly to me. And, you know, they're they're very heartfelt and they're funny. And some of them play a little music, but some of them just speak about Walter. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's emotional and it's beautiful and it's it's a great rock and roll evening. And uh, like, uh, cons- you know, it's unfortunate to do things for dead people, but you have to because they're so significant to us always. And Walter, Walter yeah. was for yeah. 45 years, you know, I mean, yeah. he was around like my, almost my whole life. Uh, you know, he was an influence musically for me. And you, yeah. and you got, you were lucky enough to know him and play with Very him. Lucky. And that's fantastic. And now you're doing this tribute. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. All right, Barry. So thank, thank you, you for coming on Barry Apfel. And uh, I will be in touch with you soon. And we should have this up in a couple of days. As soon as it's up, you got yeah. the link and we'll, we'll send, you know, share it everywhere. And uh, good thank luck you. with Thanks the for having tribute me on. next week. It. It's great to speak to you guys. Hey, hey Mike. Yes. Um, we could probably get the link to put it on the uh, podcast, right? Before, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Sure, sure. We'll advertise the thing. We'll put it on the, the Rock Show group page. Yeah, get a couple great. thousand people to look at it. But uh, you thank know, you, guys. Have good. a good rest of the night. Thank okay. you again. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Take care now. Thank you. Have a good one. <laughs>